Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Uh, we've just finished off week eight of the season. We're very much halfway through now. And we've had all kinds of things happen this last week, including some quite sizable injuries uh, that will be giving a lot of people some headaches, um, some worse than others. So, I guess before we begin, how how did you find this week, Jack? I think you've got some good news to share with people uh, from our dynasty perspective. Yeah, I mean, I won again, so that's fantastic news. Um, another another high-scoring week for me. Also traded away Keenan Allen for a first-round pick, which I'm I'm very happy with. Um, like you said, very busy week in the league, but obviously the majority of it was for for injury reasons, which isn't always what you want to see. But still a still a good week. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. I think as long as the injuries haven't happened to players on your team, it's it's always a good exactly. Week, isn't it? <laughs> it's nice to see your opponents fall. Um, but yeah, it's it's been quite a big one. So I guess we'll uh, we'll start by just having a look. At the uh, at the injuries, and we might as well kick off with the main one, the big one, and that's uh, that's Derek Henry uh, with a I believe a foot foot surgery required. He's uh, he's going to be out for at yeah. least, and I think this is at the very best case six weeks, uh, looking like kind of towards a ten week uh, line. So he might miss the rest of the season potentially, which obviously for a player who his caliber who has led practically everything running back related um, for the past few weeks. As you were saying just before we started, this is just yeah. shy of a thousand yards rushing already. And yeah. uh, to, lose a, to lose a player like that, he has been a cheat code for people who drafted him. You know, he was going around the sort of fifth pick, wasn't he? And, you know, that's he's he's more than outdone the likes of Dalvin Cook and, and Christian McCaffrey this year. He has been the undisputed king of, of the running back position and to lose him yeah uh, it's it's a huge blow to a lot of teams a lot of teams have been carried mm. by him and uh yeah it's 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 a big loss but what can you do there isn't much you can do obviously it's a it's a blow for fancy owners but i think it's also a blow obviously for the for the titans as well i mean i think the best way to describe it is derrick henry is irreplaceable like a lot of a lot of other running backs, like a good example is Dalvin Cook. If Cook goes out, Alexander Madison usually comes in and absolutely smashes it. But there's no way McNichol, for example, obviously his backup <laughs> is gonna do is gonna do anywhere near as good as Henry. Um, and you know you you may see it have a negative effect on the offense in general as well. If the offense aren't as scared of McNichol as they are, Henry obviously you know Tannehill will will struggle a little bit more. I would imagine because he's not going to be able to effectively use the play action as much so yeah bad for henry owners and the, the titans might suffer a little bit as well i think yeah it's um it's just a, it's just a terrible situation for him because um you know going out like that it's not not what you want and i think derrick henry also has this reputation of being a titan you know although he plays for them he is one himself you know the fact that he yeah. he can just shake off other players and he just seems like such a kind of Iron Man, really. So the fact that he he yeah. has finally been injured, I guess, is uh, well, it just it just goes to show, I guess, that, that running back position is the probably the riskiest out of all positions, really, in football. Yeah, you know, especially 100%. this year, we've seen the fall of quite a lot of them. You know, running the running back running back options on the waiver wire are, are, are scarce. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, this it's this year it's not good. So <laughs> to lose him, I think a lot of us kind of expected him to be. Invincible, just there all season, yep. yeah. But, 100%, uh, but he hasn't been. so you know, I think most teams this year must have been affected by some injury or affliction to a kind of top player or another because there's just been so many. 
Um, so we'll move on to our next kind of main injury, and that's uh, that's Jameis Winston with a, an ACL tear, uh, which obviously he he has been the starter for the Saints. Um, you know, I guess Taysom Hill will be taking over that that responsibility from now on. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think unless I, I mean, I haven't checked the news in a little while, but I don't think they've officially announced a starter yet. But you've got to assume it would be Taysom Hill. I know, obviously, Trevor Simeon did step in against the Buccaneers and obviously did a sterling job. Sterling job. I wasn't really expecting them to win that game after Winston went down, um, but you know they did. Um, again, this has fantasy implications. I mean, the, the wide receivers for the Saints aren't brilliant. Um, I don't think Kamara will be too badly affected. Um, you know, the amount he helps in the receiving game. But the Saints as a whole, obviously, they're, they're not going to be... I can't imagine they'll be a playoff team now. I know they're 5-2, and two, but you would imagine they'd probably drop back from here. Yeah, um, well, as they say, sort of offences sell tickets and, uh, you know, defences win championships. And I think the way that the Saints' defence is playing, they, they might be able to rally behind that kind of iron wall that they've so. been putting up, even if it is with, you know... With Hill. With Hill, but... Um, I don't think they're I don't think they're done and dusted just yet. But as you say, mm. I do think that Winston is a better quarterback than uh, than Hill is. So, oh, 100%. Um, yeah. it is going to be tough for them. But I, I I don't know. I think they still have a chance just on the basis of the the defensive. The play. defense has been good, but, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, we had another couple of uh, sort of on the day issues. One of them uh, was was Dak Prescott was kind of a game time decision, but as he was. You know the sort of late latest window of of games on on Sunday night. Then a lot of guys were kind of humming and ahhing as to whether to put another more reliable quarterback in or not. Uh, those who did preempt that Dak wouldn't play were obviously rewarded because he, <laughs> Good call. he didn't. Uh, but a lot of people didn't. You know they didn't know and they didn't have the options after at that point. Practically every game bar two has been played. So. You you, yeah. you have three other options <laughs> unless you've got Daniel Jones or yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> or Patrick Mahomes as your second choice exactly which you know <laughs> you, you're not going to are you so uh, so that was a that was a bad one for a lot of players but yeah he is expected to play this week I believe which uh, which is obviously a good thing for for anybody who's a, a Dak owner and then similarly we've got James Robinson as well who's who's day to day but we're expecting him to be back so anybody who has James Robinson in their running back position can I wouldn't say relax but they can. Uh, Take some, <laughs> take some uh, sort of encouragement from the fact that that he's he's doing okay, and then the final kind of major um, loss uh, to to the player position is uh, is Calvin Ridley, who who announced on his Twitter that he was taking some time out uh, from football to uh, sort of focus on his mental health, which you know is is it's a very brave thing for him to do. It's 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 a huge yeah. move for him. The fact that you know he has the pressure of. Um, well, of his of his teammates, he wouldn't want to let them down. He said as much in the message he put out. Um, but also the kind of whole world watching him to for him to actually have to kind of come out and show that level of vulnerability is is a huge thing for him to do. And I think as much as we play fantasy and as much as we yeah. you know want want to win and want our players to do really well, we we also have to remember there is a massive human element to yeah. it. Um, and it's kind of ironic, really, that we kind of brush off the physical injuries a lot. Uh, and when it comes to the mental injuries, I've seen so much backlash on on social media towards him, and I just think it's not it's not fair. It's disgraceful, it's, isn't it? It's just as bad. Um, yeah. So good good on him for taking that step. Obviously, he he's identified he needs to do it, so he's doing it. We don't really mm. have a timeline when he comes back. It might be this no. year. It, it might you know he might not ever come back, but. Um, 
obviously if you do have Calvin Ridley it's 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 uh, it's important to kind of look around for other options uh, fortunately wide receivers a lot easier to replace than than running back is uh, so I think losing Calvin Ridley is <laughs> is obviously quite sad but I mean I think if you had Henry on your team as well oof, what a week for you then you're in trouble yeah so um so, so yeah wide receiver is much easier uh, to replace and yeah hopefully hopefully all all those players are, are feeling a hell of a lot better soon because <laughs> it's not nice for them and it's much worse for them than it is for us who are just kind of sitting looking at a screen <laughs> with with names on it so um so yeah touch wood they're all feeling better soon so um now we've got that out of the way it just seemed like an exceptional week to talk about injuries so we we thought we'd do first we'll move on to our our top 10 list and of course we've got a player who's on your fantasy team jack because you just seem to have turned a page and you're now thrashing everybody finally Uh, (laughs) (laughs) we've got uh, at number one we've got aj brown who had a fantastic week uh, with 34 points Targeted oh. eleven times, ten receptions, a hundred and fifty-five yards, and uh, and a touchdown. And he attempted a pass. Uh, so, yeah, he, he he did a bit of everything this week. Yeah, fan- fantastic week for Brown. That's that's obviously two in a row now. He's he's been sort of in that in that twenty-five plus point mark, which is what I was waiting for. Um, after a few um few missed games. Um, he, obviously he's clearly Tannehill's favorite target. Um, I mean. You know the next best on the team was four receptions for for Greg Swaim, so um, I, I don't see this stopping anytime soon. Obviously, the Titans you would think would have to go a little bit more pass heavy. You know, there's no way they're giving McNichol thirty carries a game. So yeah, um, I think AJ Brown's certainly going to be in that sort of top five receivers for the for the rest of the year. I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, when one guy falls down, others often rise to take their place, and I do, I do agree with you. I think that this is now Brown's time to shine. They're going to have to rely on the passing game more than they have been, um, and I dare say they'll be coming from behind more than they have been as well. So, um, yeah. so I think the, the actual game script will, will lend itself better to to AJ Brown too. So, yeah, as you say, I think he's going to be quite a regular feature of this uh, this top ten list moving forward. Um, so yeah, he was a somewhat surprising uh, entry at number one. I don't think I would have guessed that he would have got the top scoring uh, no. this week, but good good for all uh, AJ Brown owners. And then number two is probably even more surprising, really. Uh, we have a Jets player. Um, so we've got no. Mike, Michael Carter <laughs> at number two, who had a fantastic week. Um, so 15 rushing attempts for 77 yards, which is pretty damn good, uh, with a touchdown boot. But it's where he got involved in the receiving game that that really transformed his fantasy value. Fourteen targets, which oh, is God. more than I think eight other members of the top ten, um, with nine receptions and ninety-five yards. Oh. So he was practically yeah, he was practically a wide receiver uh, as well as a running back this week. Um, so just the one touchdown, but even in spite of just one touchdown, that's thirty-two points, which is massive. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly didn't think we'd see it this season, a Jets player in the top 10, but I guess if it was going to be anyone, it was going to be Carter. Um, it was a crazy game anyway, obviously. I, I didn't expect the Jets to win. I mean, you know, the Bengals had the lead for the bulk of the game, but fair play to Mike White, who came in for um, for Zach Wilson. And yeah, obviously Carter was a big part of that offence, the nine catches, if, if that keeps being a part of the Jets' game plan, then he's, he's certainly going to be one to watch. Definitely, yeah. I think uh, great, great pickup, and and if if it continues, then he's going to be a nice little sneaky late round 
uh, pick for a lot of people. Uh, then number three, another surprising entry. Uh, someone who I was singing their praises about a lot in the preseason of last year, but unfortunately I have no shares of him anywhere. Uh, it's Michael Pittman um, with 15 targets, 10 receptions, 86 yards, and the thing that kind of put him up there was the, the two That's early so touchdowns, stands. which was... Uh, yeah, he didn't lead the uh, it didn't lead the Colts to victory, but it certainly helped them uh, make it a tight game. Yeah, Pittman Pittman was fantastic. Um, you know, Wentz played pretty well apart from the the, the two picks. Um, I think they'll probably feel pretty good to lose this one because obviously, especially with with Henry going down, I think the Colts probably would have had a if they'd have won this game, they'd have only been a game or two back. Um, and probably would have had a decent chance at, at a run for the uh, for the division, but I think now it's three and five. They're really going to struggle. But yeah, Pittman should be a big part of the the offense going down the stretch. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so that was thirty one points there for Pittman, and then number four we've got uh, a books player, which uh, you know it's nice to see one um, in Chris Godwin, who got twenty nine points, and that's from twelve targets, eight receptions, one hundred and forty yards, and a touchdown. Uh, so he was almost up with uh, sort of AJ Brown numbers there. Yeah, Godwin was fantastic. I watched quite a, quite a lot of this game. Um, obviously, the Bucks didn't get the win, but yeah, Godwin just kept eating big catches. Obviously, you know, eight, nearly eighteen yards a catch. Um, Brady was hitting him with a lot of deep balls. He was getting a lot of yards after the catch, which is good to see. Um, obviously, that the Bucks wide receiver sort of roller coaster continues this week. It's Godwin. Last week it was Evans. We'll we'll see who it is next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit of a mixed bag in those receivers. Um, next up, we've got someone who I think yeah, none of us are too surprised to see in the top ten, and Josh Allen, um, who is the top quarterback of the week, and he had. Eight rushing attempts for 55 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he also made 29 passes on 42 attempts for 249 yards and two touchdowns. So quite a good day at the office for Josh Allen. 28 points there. Uh, but not not necessarily exceptional. We've not had any quarterback go kind of too far above and beyond this week. 20, 28 points is quite a... It's a good score, obviously, but you know we used to see him kind of hitting the 30, the 30 mark. So um, not the best week for quarterbacks this week, but... Still a good showing from no. Allen. Yeah, pretty pedestrian. I mean, Allen can, you know, 28 points is a pretty pretty light day for Allen. I think, obviously, the rushing ability helps a lot. But, you know, Allen's quite easily capable of scoring 40. Um, the Bills weren't fantastic on offense. I know it was an easy win. But I think, yeah, bigger scores to come from Allen, I think. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, we've got Tyreek Hill, who had uh, 12 catches on 18 attempts, uh, 94 yards and a touchdown, which was good for him. Because, again, the uh, the Chiefs kind of left <laughs> a struggled. lot to be desired. And Mahomes once again had quite a down week. So Hill was kind of the, the lone real bright spot, I guess, on, on that offense, really. Yeah, um, this this was a weird one. I watched the highlights. I think the one the one positive seemed to be that Mahomes, rather than going for the deep ball, was sort of looking for those underneath routes, obviously, to which Hill caught a lot of, hence the, the less than eight yards a catch, which which you don't see very often from Tyreek Hill. Um, but yeah, obviously, he's, he's the wide receiver one. Mahomes, although he's been playing badly, he's, he's still going to throw the ball nearly 50 times most weeks, and, and Hill's obviously always going to be a big part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so next up, wow, did we ever expect to see this fella? Uh, we've got Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> um, who, yeah, he's he's up in the top ten. 
Uh, five rushing attempts for four yards, but two touchdowns. <laughs> two um, touchdowns. And then we've got uh, 28 passing attempts, 17 successful, and uh, 322 yards in the air. So, good day for Jimmy G there. <laughs> yes, it's, an, it's a weird stat line. Obviously, the two rushing touchdowns helped massively. Um, but to his credit, he didn't turn it over either. Um, no interceptions. And the 322 yards off only 17 completions is pretty mental. But, you know, Debo was averaging 30 yards a catch nearly. So, um, yeah, nice day at the office for Jimmy G, but I'm not expecting him to be in the top 10 that frequently. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, well, it will he be again? That's that's the question. Um, <laughs> and then next up, we've got uh, Lockett with 27 points. So that's almost perfect. He had 13 targets and 12 receptions and then 142 yards, which is uh, quite a bit of distance there. Yes, yeah, I mean, no touchdowns for Lockett, which is weird. They had, they had one called back as well, um, so it could have been, even been a bigger day. But, you know, Geno Smith put on a good performance, only completed 20 passes. Obviously, 12 of them went to Lockett. So, yeah, fantastic day for Lockett um, after a couple of down weeks. So this is this is certainly good to see for any Lockett owners. Previous two weeks combined, he only had four catches. So, yeah, big stuff. Yeah, and then uh, and number nine, someone that I've never even heard of. Uh, we have Mike White of New York Jets making an appearance. Jets again. What is happening? I know, it's crazy. <laughs> it was such a weird week. Uh, so he had five uh, attempts for, for minus a yard, uh, but he had 45 passing attempts, uh, 37 completions, 405 yards, and three oh. touchdowns. So a very good quarterback performance from somebody that has flown under everybody's radar this week. Uh, yeah, this this was an absolute crazy performance. Um, you, you know, I, I watched most of the game. He started off pretty rough with the two interceptions, but then just out of nowhere. Um, I mean, yeah, it's one of the performances of the year, I think, to come back and beat the Bengals. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't really believe my eyes when they uh, when they kicked that winning field goal. Um, I can't imagine we'd we'd see this again. To be honest, I'm I'm, I'm pretty confident they'll still trust Zach Wilson to come back when he when he can. Um, but this was an interesting one. I saw on on Twitter that someone did actually put, I believe, a thousand dollars on Mike White to lead the NFL in in yards this week, and he he returned hundred and twenty grand. So wow, good good week for some. <laughs> yeah, very good week. Um, so closing out the top ten, we've got uh, another semi semi regular feature, uh, or someone who at least has the capacity to be up here quite a lot in uh, Amari Cooper, who got twenty six points. That's uh, 13 targets, 8 receptions, 122 yards and a touchdown. So, good day at the office for, for Cooper Yeah, big, big game for Cooper. Um, obviously, I know quite a few weeks, C.D. Lamb sort of trying to establish himself as the top dog. But um, Cooper was obviously, obviously came out in this one without Dak as well, which was nice to see. Caught the game-winning touchdown from, from Cooper Rush. Um, yeah, and like I said, he's got the capabilities um, so I think it was about time he showed it again because Lamb seems to have dominated the last few weeks. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's our top ten. Uh, any kind of notable mentions from from anybody? Um, I think. I mean, let's have a look. I mean, Broncos matchup was a was a bit dire. Um, I think. I mean, it's not not necessarily too much from a fantasy perspective, but I was I was fairly impressed with the with the Patriots beating the Chargers. I didn't think that happened that, that would happen in, in any universe. Um so it'll be interesting to see what they do and Mac Jones does going forward. Um but I must admit it won 
wasn't that good apart from the top ten. Um, Stafford and Cooper Cup again were were exceptional. Um, Cooper Cup still leads the league in all receiving categories, and Stafford again three touchdowns. So yeah, MVP for me so far. Stafford, I think. Yeah, he's he's doing incredibly well. Um, yeah, I guess that kind of rounds rounds out last week. Some very good performances, and sadly some names that we're not going to see. Uh, for a little while. Again. <laughs> um, okay, so um, I guess we we turn our attentions to to, to next week's uh, sort of set of games. Um, so week number nine. Let's get up the uh, the listing and see who's playing who. Uh, okay, so first up uh, the uh, Thursday night game. Oh wow, this is a corker. Um, Colts and Jets. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, it's not after the last Thursday night matchup. This isn't this isn't quite as appetising. I I don't think, um, but I guess given the the recent Jets game, I guess I'm a little bit more excited. Um, you know, knowing they can put that type of points on the board, um, and they have an exciting player in Carter. Um, maybe this will actually be a decent matchup for fantasy. I I still do fancy the Colts to win. Um, I, I don't think the Jets can do it two weeks on the spin, uh, especially not putting up 34 points. Um, so I think the Colts will win. Um, I'm expecting another another big game from Pittman. Um, but, you know, Michael Carter is probably worth a start in almost every league now, especially if he keeps getting 14 targets a game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're huge numbers. Aren't they? So uh, definitely if he's, if he's kind of keeping up to that on a week-to-week basis... Even if he just catches and doesn't really move anywhere, you're looking at kind of ten points anyway. So um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nice little uh, flaw that he's got there now that he he didn't seem to have before. Um, so next up, uh, we'll go with the Giants and the Raiders. Yeah, uh, meh, not 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 too excited for this one. The Giants obviously did better than I think everyone thought against the Chiefs, especially from a, a defensive perspective. Yeah. Um, but again, apart from that, you know, Daniel Jones wasn't wasn't amazing. He you know, he turned it over again. The running game did nothing. Um Evan Engram caught a touchdown. That was about as as good as it got from a fantasy perspective, because he's been dreadful all year. So I think Raiders will probably win this fairly comfortably. Um, you know, Derek Carr is floating under the radar, but he is playing well this year. So I would I would expect the Raiders and Derek Carr to get a fairly easy win, I would think, against the Giants. Yeah, sounds good. And uh, next up, we've got the uh, the Saints and the Falcons. So Saints now without their leader, and the Falcons without Ridley. So two of the teams that had quite a lot to lose this week. Yeah, this will be an interesting one because obviously the, the the Saints defense, like you alluded to earlier, is absolutely fantastic and it is really playing well, um, especially against like you know Brady, who is obviously one of the greatest of all time. Um, Matt Ryan was pretty dreadful against the Panthers. Um, <laughs> so I don't think it's... I, I think I think the Saints win this. I think even Winstonless, I just do not like this matchup for anyone on that Falcon side of the ball. Um, Matt Ryan struggled against the Panthers. The Saints' defence is, is no joke. And obviously without Ridley um, and, and lack of a run game as well, um, I think I think the Saints win this, and I'm I am skeptical to start anyone on the Falcons from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. I think, um, and then we go to another one that's probably well. I imagine this is going to be a blow. That's the Jaguars against the Bills <laughs> this week. 
yeah, you you got to you got to feel for for Jaguars fans. Um, I only know one. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're you're right. I think the Bills the Bills win this pretty handsomely. Um, I think Josh Allen could quite easily surpass his, was it, 28-point total he got this week in this game. Quite easily. Um, I hope, for my sake, James Robinson starts. Um, but out, outside of Robinson, um, I, I can't see this being a very good game for Lawrence or the, or the Jags receiving call. The Bills' defence is, is still pretty good. So, yeah, Bills, Bills players, you know, Stefan Diggs hopefully will eventually break out for a, a big top 10 finish hopefully this is the week um easy win for the bills yeah i agree with that one definitely um and next up we've got the Bengals and the browns yeah oh, divisional matchup this will this will be a pretty good one i, I think the Bengals will, will obviously want to come back fighting especially with a loss to the jets which no one expected um the Browns' close game against the Steelers. Um, a lot of people, including myself, are questioning why Mayfield Mayfield actually started the game, especially if he seems to be nursing an injury. Um, so I, I like the Bengals to bounce back in this one. Um, I didn't like really what like like what I see from the Browns' offense. Um, so I, I think I think in a fairly boring game, the Bengals will probably win this one. Um, He's obviously you're starting Joe Mixon. Um, he, he's going to grind it out. Jamar Chase had a bit of a down week, but still got in the end zone. Um, and the Browns obviously suffering through some injuries. Obviously the whole future of Odell Beckham as well. Um, yeah, I don't really like anyone on the Browns side of the ball. No, good assessment there too. Um, yeah, it was sad to see the Bengals not be as explosive as they they usually are. Um, hopefully it's not a sign of things to come. Um, next up, we've got the Panthers and the Patriots, which is another one that I'm not too excited for. <laughs> no, it seems to be a trend this week. Um, yeah, the Patriots 4-4, four and four, Panthers 4-4. Four and four. Um, Not sure I'd have, pre- I'd have predicted that at the start of the season. Um, Panthers with a nice win against the Falcons, but again, offensively, they didn't do much. Um, and I think the, the Patriots' defence, obviously, and Bill Belichick will make it very tough for Darnold. Um yeah, I don't like the Panthers' offense this week, and again, I think like you said, it's a pretty boring matchup from a fantasy perspective. I think Mac Jones will dink and dunk his way down the field, and you know, seventeen thirteen or something, it'll finish like that. But I think I think the Patriots will probably get above five hundred. Yeah, safe, safe to assume. And then we've got ooh, Cowboys and Broncos. I think the Cowboys might win personally, but um, you know. Yeah. Well, to, as a Broncos fan, <laughs> as a Broncos fan, I will I will agree with you. Um, <laughs> it's not yeah, it's not been a good season. I know we got the win against the uh, against the Washington football team, um, but yeah, you know, it, especially with with Dak um, looking very much on track to play. Um, yeah, I can't see this being a good game. Um, any Cowboys from fantasy perspective, I think, will will do pretty well against our defense. It's it's not been what I thought it would be. Um, and then on the flip side of the ball, you know, we don't. Apart from Javante Williams, who's shown flashes, and and Cortland Sutton might catch a few in garbage time. I think the Cowboys probably win this by a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, I'm really hoping for a nice, uh, nice show from CD Lamb this week. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, yeah, I, I feel like the the Broncos just yeah, they, they've not really been putting up the numbers that you'd hope from them this <laughs> year. But I guess yeah, that I mean 
Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is a stopgap for them. I don't think he's going to be a, a franchise I, QB. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're kind of... Yeah, they're just going to try the best this year and, and hope that Aaron Rodgers is free to, to, to acquire next year. And we'll yeah, see that's what, my thinking. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, next up is uh, the Ravens and the Vikings. And sadly, I, I, I can't see the, the, the Ravens losing this personally. Um, the Vikings just seem to be getting so close but not close enough like every loss is so close you know less than a less than a touchdown's worth you know so it's yeah it's it's not a good year to be a vikings fan this year because no. like cousins is doing okay but i was reading yeah, that he, out of the 35 attempts he made um against the cowboys only three of them were of over 15 yards and like no. you don't you don't win games by throwing it short all the time do you it's he, he's was, just so risk averse, yeah. like to the point that he's making like daft mistakes. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah. think it's it, the Ravens' defense is pretty damn good. Um, Jackson seems to have found his arm this year. He's he's, he's throwing pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. I I just think that they're going to go and steamroll him, to be honest. And it's going to be very sad to watch. Yeah, I would agree. I think if if the Vikings, who quite easily could be five and two, if they can't beat you know a Cooper Rush led Cowboys team, they they ain't beating Jackson and the Ravens defense. So yeah, yeah, easy win for the Ravens. Completely agree. Yeah, and then we have uh, the Dolphins and the Texans. Hoping for a really good game from the Dolphins players here. To be honest, Devontae Parker was uh, sort of back <laughs> on form, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, battle of the battle of the one and seven teams here. Um, but yeah, you, you do fancy the uh, the Dolphins' chances here to to, to get a win on the board. Um, Tua didn't have a great game against the Bills, but it is a very good defense. Whereas you know everyone beats up on the Texans. Um, so yeah, Devontae Parker who had what eight eight receptions last week. You know, Jalen Waddell's been pretty solid over these last few weeks since Tua came back as well. Um, yeah, Dolphins to get the win, um, and you're probably not starting anyone on the on the Texans except Brandon Cooks, who just seems to keep performing. <laughs> yeah, um, and then next up we've got the Eagles against the Chargers. Um, then one to reflect on actually that we we didn't earlier. Jalen Hurts with uh, with his first sub twenty score. Um, but arguably one of his best games. Yeah, if that makes I mean, any it, sense. Was, it was almost it was almost a blowout, wasn't it? I mean, they were very close to just shutting out their opposition. But Hurts just, yeah. What was the, what was the score? Some forty. They got forty four. Forty four. If you'd said to me before uh, the evening began that the Eagles would win and would have forty four points, I'd be rubbing my hands in oh, glee. Yeah, Jalen. But yeah, thirty yeah, point game. 11. Easy. Yeah. What happened? It's just crazy. You just yeah, but. I don't know. Um, this this yeah. is obviously going to be a game where he has to use his arm more and he has to he has to be more creative. So I'm hoping that he gets back to his his former former glory days of over twenty points again. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing you know, it's nice to see he can do that. Like you know, a game he only threw fourteen passes, um, seventy yards on the ground. Um, but like you said, obviously there's no way the Chargers' offense is only going to score six points. So yeah. He's going to have to throw more. And obviously, you know, the Eagles also last week scored four rushing touchdowns. Mm. You know, if I'd have said that, you'd have probably fancied Hurts to get at minimum one of them. So yeah. I think I think Hurts bounces back from a fantasy perspective, but I think the Chargers probably win the game. Yeah, I, I think that it's, it's... Herbert Eckler to bounce back. It's for the Chargers to lose this one, I think. Um, 
So, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Uh, next up, uh, another pretty big one. Well, it would have been a big oh, one. Yes. Um, in the Chiefs uh, against the Packers, but with the way the Chiefs are playing, it, it might just end up be the pack. <laughs> might be the day for the Packers, to be honest. Yeah, they, I mean, this is this is obviously one of the ones I'm looking forward to most this week. Um, you know, if the Chiefs do get the win here, obviously, a lot of what we've discussed for the last few weeks about the Mahomes' wars and the, the awful play calling and coaching obviously pretty much goes to bed. Um, however, I, I do think the Packers win here. Um, I, th- I think Rodgers outplays Mahomes. It, it's a weird one. I don't know whether he's, like, they're overthinking it or, you know, it's just whether he's just in his own head too much, they're just not playing well on offence. Um, and obviously, against Aaron Rodgers, I don't think the defence can be expected to hold them to 17 points like like was the case against Daniel Jones. So, yeah, I, th- I think the Packers go to 8-1. and one, um, And I'm, I'm probably I would expect Mahomes to turn the ball over again. It's just for whatever reason, he really is struggling at the minute. Leads the league. Winning interceptions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another thing. If you'd said that before the start of the season, you wouldn't have believed it, would you? But not at all. Yeah, it's it's worrying. Um, and as a as a Mahomes owner as well in uh, <laughs> in our dynasty, I, it's it's not a comfortable situation to be uh, to be in. No, but I, I, we know what he can be, and I think that's the thing that just you've just got that in mind. He has the you know he's still young, he's still learning. You know he can't be yeah, perfect all the time, so. Um, yeah, I'm just hoping that he, he returns to his glory days sort of standard sooner rather than later. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, I'm sure he will. Yeah, another big one. Uh, 49ers against the Cardinals. Yeah, they, they, this is another good one, obviously. I mean, the, the 49ers are only three and four, but are more than capable of beating the Cardinals. Um, I, I think the Cardinals, however, probably do bounce back from that absolutely atrocious play by by AJ Green that that sort of cost them the game oh, um, everyone will have seen it um obviously all the memes and stuff going around it are quite appropriate um you know if if he just plays that normally like any other wide receiver and he's a veteran as well so that's it's inexcusable that they are 8 and 0 so i think the cardinals bounce back and get the win um, the 49ers' defense is is pretty good, um, but I just don't think their offense can can keep up in this one. Um, and as we said earlier, Jimmy G, you know, the two rushing touchdowns aside, wasn't wasn't fantastic from a fancy no. perspective. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then we've got uh, another big one, especially with the loss of Derek Henry. This one's going to be harder to call, I think, um, in favor of the Titans at least. Uh, in <laughs> In the Rams versus the Titans. I think it's got to be the Rams, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the Rams are rolling. Um, obviously, they've ju- just added, not fantasy relevant unless you're an IDP, but obviously if Rams just added Von Miller as well. Um, as a Broncos fan, I'm heartbroken to see him go. I'm wearing his jersey right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I can't see the, the Titans without that, you know, 30-carry game from Henry and then getting the... The play action going. I, I can't see um, the, the the Titans winning this at all. Um, obviously, the Rams can just with Jalen Ramsey on the outside, they can try and take away AJ Brown, and that's that's pretty much game over. I think from that point. So I'm a big game from Stafford and Cup again, probably on the cards here. Yeah, definitely. Um, and finally, the last uh, the last game of the week will be the Steelers facing off against the Bears. 
Um, I think in this one, I'm definitely seeing start the Steelers' defense. Um, I mean, you know, Fields played, you know, slightly better against the Niners, um, despite the loss he had, you know, touchdown through the air and 100 rushing yards on the ground, which is pretty decent. Um, but again, you know, a costly interception. Um, the Steelers' defense obviously held the Browns to 10 points um, and is, is pretty fearsome, so... Not much coming out of the Bears from a fantasy perspective. Steelers to win fairly comfortably. Um, and, you know, Najee Harris featured heavily, I would imagine, um, as the 49ers running game did do quite well um, against the Bears. Very good. Um, so that's next week. Um, a few exciting matchups, a few very dull ones, but we'll see how, <laughs> we'll see how things progress. So it's that time in the show where we have a have a look at our dynasty league and see how things have moved for us uh, in the past week and how things are going to go uh, next week. And uh, I'm pleased to say that both of us won, so we're both in a good mood. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I guess why don't we start with uh, why don't we start with you this week, Jack? You had I think the high score of the week. Um, so yeah, any opponent would have yeah. fallen to you. Yeah, I mean, another good week. Two weeks on the bounce, over 180 points. Um, can't really go wrong with that. Um, big names again, Stafford Cup. Um, we also mentioned AJ Brown, 33.5. Um, Keenan Allen, who I'd no longer own, put in a decent game with 19. And then Steelers defence, Reggie Bullock, uh, both with 11 points. Um, so, yeah, pretty easy win in the end. Sam had quite a lot of players not show up. Um, only real performance was Daryl Henderson with 22, so easy win in the end. Yeah, you love to see it. Uh, so you go to three and five, uh, although according to your points four, you should be looking at uh, third place currently, so you've certainly bounded up. Uh, that, I'm aware. <laughs> you've bounded up that scoreboard. Um, but yeah, I still I still retain the top score so far this season, but I'm, you are gaining on me quite quickly. Uh, as for me... Um, I had a couple of disappointments and I had some uh, some pretty exciting players as well. So I played James. Sadly for James, I think he put up potentially his lowest score of all time in <laughs> 77.54, which, yeah, uh, I think anyone would have beaten James this week. Uh, I was just fortunate to be against him. Um, and I put up 152.82, which is quite, quite modest, uh, below expectation as well. Um, mainly due to the fact that Pat Mahomes is uh, leading my team uh, 13 <laughs> points. Just, yeah, a fumble, an interception, only one touchdown. It's just he's not he's not doing as he usually does, which is quite sad. Joe Mixon, however, he did pretty well. He got me 25 points. Good Austin Eckler, uh, 24 points, so can't go wrong with my RB1 and 2 there. Jalen Waddle, 12 targets, but only four receptions. Um, so... He's getting the volume, which is good to see, especially because Parker's back as well. Um, you know, the, the volume is still there, even with Parker kind of operating opposite. So he just needs to convert some of those uh, targets into receptions, and, and I've got no worries there. I'm quite happy that I picked him up. He's obviously not the pick that Chase was, but, um, you know, <laughs> he's uh, he's still doing pretty well for a, a late first-round pick from last year for me. Uh, Stefan Diggs, 15 points. Again, quite pedestrian, really. Travis Kelsey, big disappointment, 3.7. Uh, he fumbled as well, which uh, unlike him. So, yeah, not a great performance from someone who is probably the sort of undisputed king of the tight end position. Uh, but he's he's had a few duds this this year. 
Um, Deontay Johnson, 15.8. Again, pretty good. Uh, just shy of that 100-yard mark. No touchdowns. Robert Woods, he's had a bit of a transformation in the past few Back weeks. He's game. doing pretty well for me. He's got uh, 20.7 points there, uh, which is pretty good. And, uh, I mean, 22 yards were from carries, which is uh, crazy, as was a as was a touchdown. So he's he's versatile, which is good. It's nice to see. And then <laughs> another disappointment in Jalen Hurts, 11.22. First time below 20 points this uh, this season, if I'm not mistaken. So... Yeah, it's uh, not a great, not a great one on my quarterback position. Tyler Bass uh, was my kicker, who did pretty well, and San Francisco were uh, all right too. Um, unfortunately for James, Dak Prescott didn't play. He didn't have a replacement for him. That's a rough one. So that was a flat zero at that position. Obviously, a G. Harris is phenomenal. He hit twenty-one, which is pretty good. Um, but then we've got DeAndre Swift, who surprisingly uh, only hits yeah, seven points. Quiet game. Yeah, not a great game for him, really. But I mean, if, I guess the Eagles just shut out the uh, the Lions. Really, he didn't have much of a chance. Um, Terry McLaurin, six point five, not great. Uh, Myers as well, nine point seven, not great. Ah, Dwelly, a name that I am not <laughs> familiar with. I guess Ross Dwelly. I, I Ross imagine Dwelly. he's he's standing in for. Uh, well, where is he on the depth chart for the for the Forty Niners Titans? Is he number two? Is he is he... number number two? I think. Okay, so, but yeah, zero, <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> yes. Jarvis Landry with nine, um, Sutton with only six, which is disappointing. But we were talking of the uh, the poor Broncos was earlier, and then Jameis Winston obviously was uh, taken oh. out of the game early. So again. That's a rough. It's a rough week. Not good for James, really, was it? And then uh, McLaughlin for uh, the Cleveland Browns kicker. He got four points there, and then the Cleveland Browns got four points as well. So, yeah, I think James is just very unlucky. Really, he had a few players having unusually, uncharacteristically bad weeks, and then injuries just kind of finished him off. Really, so hopefully he'll bounce back next week. Uh, where should we go next? I guess uh, let's have a look. Kieran and Alex. That was a tight one. It was in the end. Very tight one. So uh, 130 points for Alex, 124.82 for Kieran. So it was very close. And I think, really, if Kyler Murray had performed as you would expect him to, Kieran would have had the win. Yeah, yeah. Kyler Murray, obviously, what, 8.06 points. Massive underperformance there. Um, Running backs gain well 2.7. McKissick, actually, with a decent 17. Brandon Cooks, again, proving he's quarterback-proof with 21.3, was probably the standout. Judy, Hooper, and Ordell Beckham all all under 8 points, not great. C.D. Lamb, 18.2, pretty respectable. Cousins, not great in that matchup with Dallas. Um, Jake Elliott with 16 points is, is a nice performance from your kicker. Yeah, yeah, very nice. <laughs> um, and 13 from the Seahawks' defence, obviously with a touchdown. Um, but obviously the difference, Joe Burrow, who had a, a decent game with 19. Um, Chubb, 7.9, coming back from injury, pretty quiet game. Harris, 14, again, doing pretty well. Um, Watkins with 3, Higgins with 13. Um, and then obviously the standout of the week, Michael Carter with 32.2. Great um, <laughs> which ended up being the, the difference. Um, and then Tua, 14, pretty quiet game. And seven and eight from Myers and the Bengals defense. So yeah, tight game. But yeah, if Murray had have 
you know, thrown that touchdown just done a little bit more, it would have been a lot closer. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Well, the touchdown would have iced it, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. It would have been just enough. So, yeah, heartbreaking loss for Krikir in there, really. It was a very tight one, and I'm sure Alex will be uh, kind of dabbing his brow after how close that was. Um, and next up, we have another one that could have been very close. It all hinged on Tyreek Hill's performance. I think Tom needed nine points to win it. Uh, Tyreek Hill went and gave him 27 uh, so that's uh, that's that was Tom uh, against Elliot, which you know two two of the top three players there. So it was a, a big game with kind of quite wide-reaching ramifications, I guess. Um, it, it allowed me to reclaim my rightful spot at number one, um, and it, it kind of obviously slowed Elliot's uh, kind of ascent to to glory down slightly. Uh, so we had one hundred sixty-four point nine eight for Tom, one hundred forty-six to Elliot. Um, Starting with Elliot's team, I think Aaron Rodgers slightly underperformed to what you'd expect from him, although he did put up some decent numbers, so you can't really fault him too much. It was a 15.66 score there. Dalvin Cook uh, underperformed. Um, Just 78 yards on the ground, and he didn't catch anything, so uh, that obviously impacted his his ability, and you'd expect a much higher score than 7.8 from him. Derek Henry... Uh, 5.8 and obviously out potentially for the season which is a huge loss for Elliot's team he has told us not to discuss his team on this week's podcast but unfortunately there are no (laughs) special exemptions Um, and I'm taking some small level of glee in it because it means that I will have a better chance of winning Um, and then we've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, 8.6 which I think was just a byproduct of Murray's uh, off performance I guess Yeah, we do have a bright spark though obviously we've got uh, Chris Godwin who comes in with a whopping 29 points um, as we said he was in our top 10 so great player to have there Fant 2.8 below expectations Justin Jefferson 4.1 oh, below expectations all these players phenomenal on paper just didn't put up the points this week uh, and then we've got Debo Samuel who had a very serviceable 24 points uh, a fantastic 15 points from Folk uh, the kicker uh, Tannehill 22.2 decent uh, decent score as well for a quarterback and the Buffalo Bills hit 11 points so there were some high scores there but a lot of a lot of miss hits as well and then Tom obviously has the phenomenal duo of Josh Allen and uh, Herbert as his quarterbacks one of which really uh, sort of overperformed and the other one underperformed so they kind of balanced each other out uh, Aaron Jones 24 points phenomenal Uh Zeke only 11.3, which was a bit of a disappointment to, to Zeke owners. Tyreek Hill came in at the end to save Tom's day with 27 points. He got him that much needed, 9 points to, to win the week. Michael Pittman, um, who was picked merely to spite me a year ago when we started, <laughs> Who'd have thought? gave Tom a whopping 30 <laughs> points. I'm not jealous um, at all. Uh, Marley Cox, only 0 points there. 4 targets, but no catches. Uh, Lenny Fournette I think we were all expecting him to suddenly become the ultimate uh, sort of (laughs) running back asset Um, you know he'd put up 16 points 21, 30, 17 and then boom back down to earth with (laughs) 7 but he was playing that tough tough New Orleans offence there Um, Claypool again not not too bad but not too good Uh, Young Way Koo Pretty good, nine points, and then the Cardinals with three. So, 
yeah, I'm sure Tom will be very happy with that performance. I think uh, people have had uh, sort of Elliot in their sights as the team to beat this season. Um, so he'll be pretty happy that he managed to do it because not many of us have, uh, including me. I missed out on that opportunity too. And finally, if you want to take us through uh, Lewis against Rohan. Yeah, so Rohan, fairly fairly comfortable win in the end. Um, 155 to 128. Um, Rohan's top scorers, uh, Brady with 26. Pretty good game despite the loss. Um, Williams for KC actually had a pretty decent game with 17, as did Booker for the Giants with 17.5. Metcalf and Evans are his receivers. Um, 22 for Metcalf with the two touchdowns. Pitts, pretty poor game, only three points in the tight end spot. Um, but then Thielen and Tyler Lockett um, with 19 and 27 respectively really, really boosted his score. Um, a zero from Gronk didn't help. Um, yeah. And then eight from Booker and zero from the Buccaneers defence. So, yeah, some underperformances, but the bulk pretty solid there for, for Rohan. Lewis, um, Lewis obviously struggled a little bit. Wentz with 17 was about on par. Hubbard got in the end zone, which helped 13 points. Taylor with 21, um, but then from there it goes downhill a little bit. Um, DJ Moore, 10. Sanders, 0. Tonyan, 7. And is now on IR. Um, Khalil Herbert, 8. Bridgewater, 12. Um, and obviously he, he was saved a little bit by that Amari Cooper performance, um, but in the end it didn't matter too much. So yeah, that's uh, that's done a little bit for the standings. Um so I've managed to take the top position. Elliot's fallen to second with Tom remaining at third. We've got Alex at fourth, Rohan at fifth, Lewis at sixth. You are now at uh, seventh. Oh, I love Lewis free falling there. I'm coming for that sixth seed. Yeah, you're uh, you're not too far away. Um, and then we've got uh, James at eighth, Kieran at ninth, and Sam at tenth. Uh, so yeah, it was a close one there. We could have seen the likes of uh, Kieran rising up to the sort of eighth spot if he'd managed to clinch that win, but unfortunately not. And obviously Alex has managed to climb, uh, well, put a bit of distance between himself and, you know, Rohan and uh, Lewis by, by getting the win there. So, yeah, the top three positions, all six and two, so it's all to play for at that top spot. Uh, there's, yeah, it's all to play for all across the board, really. Uh, there's only four wins between uh, first and last. Yeah, it's, so, it's tight. It's tight. Yeah, it's quite tight this year. Um, so we'll have a quick look at the forecast for next year. Uh, next year, <laughs> that would be great. Next <laughs> next week, um, it's me and you. Uh, we are facing off against each other. Which uh, I mean, yeah. the, I mean, I hope the you projected lose, scores depress me a little bit. <laughs> I'm not sure, not sure quite how it's so. Uh, but obviously, you know, you you do have Mahomes and Kelsey, which I don't know if that's a good thing. Dreadfully. Yeah, <laughs> But you know, I've I'm I'm feeling I, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be closer than the projected certainly because you know um, I, I don't think everyone you know I don't think Mahomes and Kels especially against Green Bay will have as good a performance as that. But we'll we'll see. Um, I'm I'm pretty much at full strength apart from obviously if Wilson um, if Wilson was in. I know he's on bye would be starting, but I'm. I'm quietly confident this this win would put me at obviously four and five, and then I'm I'm right back in that playoff hunt. Yeah, and I'm hoping that it just gives me allows me to nose ahead and uh, stay stay ahead of the curve. As you say, I do think that the uh, twenty three point five six for Mahomes 
and the uh, 19.01 for for Kelsey are probably quite optimistic. Um, but I'm hoping that that everyone else is pretty good. I think the only the only real player that I'm missing this week is uh, David Montgomery, who's still out, and I'd probably have him in there yeah. ahead of probably Jalen Waddle. Um, but they are playing Houston, so he has a chance of of doing well. I'm quite lucky in that a lot of my players are playing fairly easy teams. And, yeah, you got uh, some good matchups. Yeah, I mean there is a bit of a there is a bit of a face off in the fact that you've got Stafford and Cup, and I've obviously got Woods. So if if it leans in Woods' favour, that would kind of swing more in my favour, I guess, because it slowed down your kind of acceleration. Yep. So yeah, we are kind of if if the Rams play well, it depends on how they play well, I suppose, as to how much that benefits you. But um, exactly, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. So yeah, one nine two point six seven to one six eight point three two. As you say, I, I do think it's going to be closer than that. Um, much closer, <laughs> more uncomfortable. Uh, and then we have Sam facing off against Kieran, um, and this is yes, predicted yeah, to be exceptionally tight. tight. One hundred twenty three point eight three to one hundred twenty three point one two. So less than a point in it as far as the predictions are concerned. Yeah, very tight game. Um, obviously, I think Kieran needs to fill in his RB two, but ah, there we go. That will be a bit of a difference maker. But that that will that will sway slightly in his favour. And the defense. Um, but then again, on the flip side, Sam also also needs to put Lamar Jackson back in. So obviously, that will yeah, <laughs> that will help massively. Um, if he's able to slot him in in the in the super flex there. So yeah, I think I think on the whole, once they've made the changes, this will be a pretty close game. Um. It's 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 really it's really on Murray. I think if Murray performs again, Kieran probably gets the win because um, he does have the likes of, of Lamb as well who can just go off. But um, you know, if if Jackson thrashes Minnesota as we was predict as we predict they are, then you know Sam could get the win here. Yeah, it's not beyond all realms of possibility for sure. Um, so yeah, whoever I guess whoever wins that um, is not. At bottom, it's a, it's a fight for the, <laughs> it's a fight to not be on the bottom, I guess. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. Um, although there is there is James in there as well, who um, I think he wins on points four by a differential of about eighty. So I think unless one of them has an absolute crazy game, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a fight there for those two teams. And then we have a very tight matchup again. Um, although I think this is in part due to. Oh no, Elliot has changed his team around. Uh, we've got Elliot against Alex, and this is one six three to one six one. So, predicted just less than two points difference there. Uh, and obviously, Elliot is coming off the uh, the slightly shocking revelation that Derek Henry will not be playing for him this week. Yeah, I mean it's it's yeah, it's going for Elliot. Um, you know, he's he's not got bad op- bad options. You know, hopefully Mitchell will be able to fill in. Um, uh, Alex obviously also has Devante Adams coming back. Obviously, after he was on the on the COVID list, um, hopefully he's back for him. Um, Chubb as well back from injury. Um, quiet week last week, but I think this will be this will probably be one of the tightest matchups of the week. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, it could go either way. A lot way. of good players on both sides there. Yeah, and it, it's again, it's it's two teams that are quite tight together. Uh, it's a five and three team against a six and two, so it. It's... I don't want either of them to win. No, if can, can we have a draw, please? <laughs> Just get exactly. I, mean, I the same assume place. it's possible. I, well, mathematically speaking, yeah, we <laughs> could get one. It's just very unlikely. 
I've never seen one before, but it would be nice to nice to experience one at some point. Um, <laughs> and then we have uh, Rohan against uh, James, who needs to fill in some spots. He's got uh, Swift yeah. on a bye, McLaurin on a bye, uh, Winston out. Yeah, so he's three <laughs> players down at the minute. Uh, so it would be nice to see what the actual uh, lineup is there. But I think Rohan is is also hit by buys. The Seahawks are obviously off. Oh god, he's got the Seahawks. Oh my god, on Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. So Rohan's team oh, is it's formed around both the Seahawks <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So he's literally kind of throwing. He'll probably just take the L here. I think. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think he'd mind losing this one um, because every and I wouldn't as well. That would put me level with level at both four and five if I can win my match. Well, yeah. So. But James is suffering quite badly from injuries, so I think, given the options that James has on the bench, you know, the likes of Marquise Brown, uh, Hunter Renfro, um, he's he's got some decent-ish wide receiver options there to slot in. Um, yeah. And Derek Carr can obviously be thrown in for Winston as well. Not a bad option. Yeah, I think the only spot that really uh, he suffers from is, is running back. I'm assuming he'll put Boston Scott in after the pretty good performance he had last week. Um, but even then, uh, I don't know if I'd be too happy with him as my RB2, personally. No, uh, so, again, this might be quite a tight one, really, um, but I'm sure Rohan will be hoping to get the, the, the win, but I think if he chalked this one down to a loss, I don't think he'd be too upset, just on the basis that most of his team are having a lovely week off. Um, and then, finally, we've got uh, Tom against Lewis, and, uh, yeah, Lewis is predicted to lose by quite a quite a significant amount um it's uh 136.67 to lewis and that's uh 179.03 predicted to tom so yeah, Oof, tom's, yeah tom's expected to do pretty well here yeah looking at the benches they they both don't have much extra to add so yeah i think that's probably going to be the teams they uh, uh they start with but um yeah i think obviously tom with the likes of alan jones elliot tyreek hill um herbert should bounce back as well Lewis obviously suffering through some injuries with with CMC. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think Tom should win this one fairly comfortably, um, and that throws Lewis into the into that battle for the sixth seed with me. So I'll, I'll be happy if Tom wins this one. I'm sure you will be. Uh, so that's that's everybody for for this week. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting next week to see how things pan out uh, in a league that doesn't have, doesn't contain Derek Henry for the moment. So. Um, yeah, we'll see how things go. Any any final pieces of advice before we uh, close out this episode and, and eagerly anticipate the weekend? Yeah, not not, really, not any advice, but I guess obviously you know waivers. Obviously, you know Henry's backup McNichols obviously going to be a fairly big target for people. Um, you know, I, th- I think he's rostered on less than ten percent of leagues, so that's certainly someone to target. Boston Scott we mentioned a few minutes ago um, is still available in a lot of leagues. And who'd have thought it, but Adrian Peterson might be fantasy relevant again, so keep an eye on that as well. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, so we'll see you next time and reflect on what happened in week nine of the NFL 2021 season. See you next time. Mm-hmm.